Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Badger Bonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. Hi. Yep. Yo. <laughs> I kind of like to wait until after the, oh. the you know, oh. the... the I used to, and then I feel like Dave was always like looking at us, like, "Why are you talking?" I kind of like to so wait until after the disc scratching. Is mm-hmm. that what that's called? Yeah, you feel like I was, I was pressuring you to begin. <laughs> it's Before. fine. We can talk. It's cool. I feel like one time we didn't start talking until the music was all, all the way over, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we should probably should have started talking." <laughs> I just love it so much. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Remember a couple weeks ago when I talked about an infamous pregnancy scare and me buying sure pre- pregnancy tests in Hy-Vee at five a.m. Yeah. I feel like that also it gets earlier every time I tell that story. It, it yeah. does. Yes. Yeah. So I was at Hy-Vee at three thirty a.m. <laughs> <laughs> buying pregnancy tests. Um. And and anyway, so my mom randomly started re-listening to the podcast and she heard it and was like, Corbin. I So the backstory is I, as the editor of the show, I was supposed to, at first when we talked about it, Corbin was like, you know, after the show, Corbin was like, I'm not sure if we should leave it in. And ultimately she said, okay, we could leave it in. Yeah. And then later I... I allegedly got a text <laughs> i think we could go back in the records oh absolutely you have a text. I, I, i'm i'm saying allegedly because i don't recall it but i am virtually certain that you sent me a text that said dave delete this i'm morally certain i can't be certain yeah. in a real sense but anyway i didn't remove it and then and then mama weaver chose that moment to start listening to the podcast again. Welcome, I'm Mama really, Weaver. I'm really offended that she hasn't been listening the whole time. Well, I don't know that she has or hasn't, but recently there's a flurry of activity on our page related to my mom, so uh, that's just kind of. I would assume that that means she started listening again. Well, now she's got a reason to listen for more scandalous Corbin. Information. Which is funny because my mom was, you know, like very kindly trying to be very supportive, which I very much appreciate that. But, um, I had to remind her that I'm 26 years old and almost a doctor. So even if it was I was pregnant, I could like handle it. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> like mean, it's not like I have to drop out. Of- I, I'm 26 and and married and I'm also a doctor and I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would if you had to. You know, just like. Yeah, just I, like yeah. almost everybody. Just like med school, you you can if you have to. Yeah. Like I mean, at this point, I would actually even You'd graduate be yeah. by the time I even had the baby. Yeah, so, you would. Yeah. I mean, not that I. And then I was like, I'm not pregnant, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, and my pregnancy scare was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like actually not legit. Like not even <laughs> a little bit legitimate, and uh, just probably a projection of my anxiety of everything else yeah. going on in my life hey, that's right <laughs> not to mention my perception is that uh pregnancy scares are a rite of passage in a way indeed for uh i mean should they be i don't know it's it's Maybe not germane had, to the discussion but i had, pregnancy, had access to larks I don't know. but i had a pregnancy scare when i had a lark in yeah so. but yeah. i mean that's the point i mean yeah. you don't it's not always a rational thing as yeah, in no. your case it's not a rational thing yeah but Having it always body. be a possibility yeah. Yeah. means that every once in a while, you know, you're 
my you know my theory is that every once in a while you're going to be late you're going to be yeah you know something will make you think i mean you're going to be sick and you don't have periods so you don't know i have irrational fears all the time that have yeah. nothing to do with pregnancy but i can <laughs> but i can see yeah how this would just be a thing and i remember from my college days various women that i knew Mm-hmm. having pregnancy scares no i think you're right about it just being like something that could you know i don't know how this would manifest itself in males but something that could go wrong that could greatly affect your life that you know there it's something else to worry about yeah. and i don't know what this would affect how it would manifest in males like a I don't even know. I it, it, my my uh, irrational fears are all centered around like my job. You have cancer or something. Yeah, you're gonna you have yeah. cancer. You're gonna lose your job. You're yeah, right. something like yeah. that. I'm like super paranoid about everything, as my friends can attest. And then I used to be like paranoid. Like you know, I feel like all med students are kind of hypochondriacs. And I used to be like super paranoid. But then I'd be like, oh, but it's fine. Like that never actually happens. And then I got Bell's palsy. <laughs> and now I'm like, but it can actually happen to anyone. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I guess so I should stressful. say people who can't get pregnant. Or rather than just males, how it manifests in people who can't get pregnant. Yeah. But uh, I was talking to my mom about the podcast, and she's like, yeah, I guess I should probably start listening to that. And I was like, "Mm, or you could just not. That's fine, too. Mom. (laughs) I'd prefer if you didn't, actually, but it's fine. Now she's going to want to. I know. I don't know. We don't talk. We don't talk crap about your mama. We We did one time, remember? There's a little. But then I said that she's the best, so she is the best. But I think we all, you know, we're all human beings. We have our our pros and our cons. Three dimensional relationships. Yeah, Yeah. we're people are complex. Yeah, they are. I love my mom, but there's just some things we don't talk about me and her because it's better for us. Probably a healthy relationship. Anyway, guys. Yes. Yeah. So this is a this is not the real part of the episode, but this is a preamble to the episode. Oh my gosh! Can I just say that we don't know what we're talking about today because Corvin has kept it a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. It's our first secret episode. I was recently on my sub I my sub internship, my advanced fourth year elective for OBGYN, mm. and as a sub I, I often have to call other hospitals for records, aka yeah. do a lot of scout work. That's what we call it here. You know, it involves like following up on records or culture results. Anyway, it's important so work. I, yeah, mm, sure. And uh, <laughs> it, it is important. Like, you yeah, need that information. It needs doing. Yeah, it is important work. I and I'm. I was happy to do it. I was happy to be of help because if I didn't do it, the intern would have to do it, and they already have enough crap going on. Yeah. So it's yeah. easier for me to do it. Anyway, so I would end up googling a lot of random hospitals in Iowa, you oh, know, yeah. to get their numbers and call them. And the fun thing about Googling hospitals is most of the time, most of the time, someone has left a Google review about the hospital. Okay. And these are just pure gold. Yes. Do we have a list of Google I have, reviews? I've written down four. Oh, so good. Just, you know, as a sampling and perhaps I'll read some more. Perhaps this can be a reoccurring segment. Yeah. Yes, uh, please. Google reviews of eye hospitals. I'm not going to read the hospital because I don't want to shame the yeah. hospital. Yeah, and because also, let's face it, all the, you know, the negative reviews or whatever are probably, I mean, these are probably people who yeah. were not at their best. Yeah. Right. And anyway. you don't know the circumstances right. and... Right. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. anyway, it shouldn't be considered representative. Of course, some of them have like consistently bad ones, but oh, you know it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, so first one about a hospital in rural Iowa. Okay for nothing major. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's okay as long as you're not trying to go there for anything big. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to go to this place for a heart transplant. I mean, I would say that's probably appropriate for most rural hospitals. For most hospitals, <laughs> like most rural. Maybe hospitals. you should go to the a tertiary center. The funny thing center. is, it's not even like good for m- minor things. It's like okay for yeah. <laughs> But it's it was like still three spoke, stars. You spoke more to the the purpose than the quality. They probably will not mistake your adenoids for your tonsils. When yeah. <laughs> but it's still three stars, which I, I consider on the t- good side of, right? F- three out of five, that's more than half. Yeah. I, I always think of three as being neutral, but okay. Oh, well, I guess actually that's probably more. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also come across ones that are more aggressive. Uh-huh. So. Well, let's bring it. If you hate your relatives and want them to die, <laughs> this is an excellent place to take them. Oh, this is the worst medical facility I've ever seen. Oh, dear. One star. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, this person had just, like, a terrible experience. Oh. I can think of one medical center I would give that rating, but... I just, you know, I, when I hear, hear a one-star review of a hospital, all I can think of is, like, you know, cockroaches everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. like... Uh, Maybe some hospital cats. Filthy that's, that's hospital my, cats. That's my hospital that I would give a one star. Filthy doctors like and. If there's no cockroaches, you've automatically earned yourself a two star. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. When, when, Corbin, clean? when Corbin and I were in Niger, they were talking about their restaurants, and apparently, to be like a four star restaurant, you had to have like both soap in the like running water in the bathroom, soap, and something to dry your hands on. Wow. Well, yeah. that's what our host that's what our host told us. Four star. That was their own little. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend this place to a dog. Oh, One dear. star. Oh. Also, I love the ones that become uh, oddly specific. Okay. So spent way too much time here with the dad-in-law. Three stars. <laughs> Was it the dad-in-law that caused the three stars? I don't know. Because that's not fair. It leaves us to be to wonder. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Google reviews for you. We'll, we'll be back with some more at a different time. There should be a review site for in-laws, though. Uh, yeah. There rate be, your in-laws. Isn't rate that your, it's like Facebook. Rate your. Basically. <laughs> my my mother-in-law is a three-star mother-in-law she's Why, all right wait, so that would only be helpful for people who are considering marrying into the family though right yeah yeah uh, well another thing i love on the interwebs besides google reviews of hospitals are yahoo answers oh uh, yes um so if you don't know what yahoo answers is it's like a website how are you alive yeah how are you alive um it's a website curated created by yahoo where people just go and I- ask questions basically and then other people from the interwebs answer them yes the people who don't necessarily know the answer yeah but anyway so and i just find hilarious. it i find specifically yahoo health answers funny oh mm-hmm. yeah Be, or qu- because it's like sometimes it's serious it's like what do i do when i have like a like a my, knife sticking from my thigh my or chest something hurts. what should i do yeah and you're like uh go to the hospital go to the hospital like why was your first instinct getting on you yahoo answers yeah. dial 911 which it might not even be it'll be days before someone might not even answer your question on yahoo yeah. answers yeah there's a sad side to yahoo answers too though yeah yeah there is a very sad there's side there's a lot of depressed people asking questions about suicide yeah 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 no it's super sad i would agree actually when i was um curating this list i did come across some like people who just really wanted to know which i think is a lot i mean if you go on the internet and you ask you're clear that clearly comes from like an honest place of like 
not have been not being able to like find the answers you're looking for in Mm -hmm. life and so um also there's this one lady who's like i don't have insurance so yeah (laughs) which is also a bummer yeah Yeah. but not just a bummer but an injustice rather Mm -hmm. anyway so this is also not to make fun of the people who have asked these questions Mm. just i thought okay okay enough, enough with the disclaimers well okay fine <laughs> Dave, i'm gonna continue disclaim. Your terms. i'm gonna continue to disclaim just out of <laughs> stubbornness right. that's fine so we're not you know uh <laughs> let me think of some more disclaimers we're not oh, giving medical we're advice we're not giving medical <laughs> advice uh you, you should see your doctor although i will say at this point in your our lives our bear. medical advice is kind of worth something <laughs> Mm, sure yeah. corpse never agrees with me when i say this but we're almost doctors you're getting there people who graduate have had just as much clinical experience as we have at this point that's true i feel like um yeah no i totally i i would agree i mean yeah. you're you could be doctors right now if it weren't for the next you know eight months of yeah of school seven months seven months of school that's true anyway anyway so I'm going to read the question and then, so usually there's a title, the format, usually there's a title to the question and then sometimes there's a Mm -hmm. longer question underneath it. So I'll read the title and the longer question. Sometimes it's just the title though. So first title, baby powder on your vagina, question mark, question mark, question mark. Is there more? Yeah. Okay. So I heard you can put baby powder on your panty liner so your vagina won't stink. Uh But I also heard it's bad and better to put cornstarch. Mm-hmm. But don't they put baby powder on babies' vaginas when they're young? <laughs> How do I tell my mom that I'm going to need cornstarch to make the scent go away daily? Yes, of course, I will shower every day. Please help. Go to the... First of all... Please help. I, I there, was a, a, <laughs> there was a recent uh, court decision. Yeah, I was just going to talk about this. Uh, go for it then. So are you talking about baby powder? Yeah. Yeah, so baby powder can... Well, talc powder powder. specifically uh has been linked to ovarian cancer so like people who use it in their underwear like have been linked to have higher instances of ovarian cancer Mm. so do not use talc powder i don't know like how strong the correlation is i haven't looked at that actual data but like i know that just maybe you shouldn't do that yeah i think this particular court case was a judgment for a 417 million dollars yeah uh for Originally, for a woman who uh, said that Johnson and Johnson's didn't provide enough information about right. this risk, it was overturned. The the court decision that we're referring to is the judge threw out the decision because there was jury misconduct. Yeah, but yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, apparently, it is, and it disproportionately affects women of color as well. Is cornstarch um, a viable alternative? Well, I if just want to really say I want to put a plug in for uh, stuff Mom never told you. They do a really good podcast about this this issue about talc powder specifically it's really good Hmm. um so i recommend listening to that if you want to know more yeah um but yeah cornstarch i've never heard of cornstarch me neither and also it doesn't really have a scent like baby powder has a scent you've heard of cornstarch you've never heard it used for use yeah for this use (laughs) if you want to thicken your vaginal discharge yeah no yeah like like baby powder has like a scent so i'm trying to make a base for a stew yeah (laughs) a nice roux like baby powder smells yeah. It has a, it has an odor so there's like i can understand how you would like use that to mask another odor yeah. but cornstarch doesn't really smell like anything what about baking soda baking soda is used to absorb yeah odors, yeah. odors. i don't know but I on mean, the other hand we also have an episode about the, your v- vaginal <laughs> yeah. jungle yeah yeah 
Which uh, you can listen to. You shouldn't mess with it. Yeah. And also, okay, here's the thing. If you're if it's foul smelling, you should probably see a doctor. If it's just a normal smell, then there's nothing wrong with you. Well, this person is young. I assume. And probably I, I can. I mean, if, if she's asking, her, you know, her oh, mom, she can't true. even like. Yeah. W- go first of all, if you need corn stuff, you want to experiment with this. I'm sure corn starch is fine. Yeah, I don't know. Right, I don't, I don't know. know if it's. I mean, it's just corn starch. Go to the grocery soda. store and buy some corn starch. It costs like a dollar fifty or whatever. Yeah. Don't do baking soda. That's probably a bad idea. It sounds like it burns. Sounds like a reactive. Anyway. Yeah, it's pretty basic. I um. But this person is young and so probably doesn't have a lot of perspective on vaginal odors. So it's hard to, you know, decide whether something's objectionable or foul smelling or not. Although cornstarch would make me worry about yeast infections. Hmm. I feel like that'd be a good like nidus for that. Don't, 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 maybe we should just make a blanket statement yeah don't don't put things I, on your i mean i don't have yourself. any knowledge like sign like things that say like yeah don't do it like hard evidence but it just seems like a bad idea yeah mm-hmm. also like we said earlier your vagina cleans itself right yeah. so you don't need to worry about making it smell better like if also, it actually has a mal- malodorous scent you need to go to a doctor yeah. cornstarch will not help you and by malodorous like if we were to describe like i would say like fish 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 or just foul smelling or like, like, like yeah yeah anyway like smelling like sharp like urine mm. or like yeah like feces like those kind of smells those are bad or like a rotting animal or something yeah. can i just also say about putting anything in your underwear is like so va- uh vulvovaginal diseases like you can it's a really your, th- your skin is very sensitive so like even using pads with like scented stuff on them can like make you break out or have like eczema on your vulva and like all this stuff so i would be like extremely careful about putting anything down there that sounds yeah. miserable yeah next question how deep is the female vagina hmm. question mark that is a good question i really want to know the approximate length of the vagina when aroused oh I mean, that's good. They know that it's different when aroused versus not aroused. I don't have the answer to this. <laughs> it stretches. It does stretch. Yeah. It's a labile tissue. I just think the question is kind of funny. How yeah. deep is it? <laughs> For what purpose do you need this information? These are the things that keep <laughs> us up at night, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it would vary. I mean, it varies based on the habitus of the woman. Yeah. Habitus. For sure. Yeah, but it's, right. I mean, it's also stretchy, though. Like it. Oh, sorry, what habitus? Like body habitus. Body type. Oh, okay. And height and, yeah. Yeah. And parity. Mm-hmm. Par- parity means how many kids you've delivered. Yeah, because uh. if you're prolapsing. Right, then it's shorter, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Take a survey. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm sure there's a way to measure this if that's what you want. Actually, you there have- is. A, I just realized that I do this. I've done this a lot when I was on Euroguide to measure prolapse. Pop, yeah. You like do a, it's called a pop exam. Yeah, but the problem is, so you measure three cent, right, three centimeters from the back wall. Well, you measure the total depth. You measure yeah. like the apex. Yeah, but I can't tell you like. Well, if people the wanted, average, if, if people wanted to measure, if, if people want wanted to measure measure, measure their own vagina depth, how would they go about? Is there a way to go about well, doing yeah. this that's safe and? Well, I don't know. I don't know that I would say do it yourself, but I can do it to someone else. Like, so in Eurogyne, we use a, a long Q-tip. So it's like a Q-tip on one end and then just like a long stick event essentially on the mm-hmm. other end. And we have ones that are like marked. So it's like marked with centimeter marks. Mm. And so then you stick it in. And if you're wanting to do like 
total depth to the basically you're going behind the cervix posteriorly basically to the back it's like the very furthest deepest part of the vagina so then you like stick it in there and then wherever it like is coming out you like line it up with the hymenal ring and that's whatever centimeter mark it's at is that's how deep it is that's the d number so yeah yeah and then i mean there's other measurements that we do too so like if someone has prolapse and we ask them to like bear down or like cough and that will like shorten the vagina because they their organs are prolapsing but that measurement is all relative this to the length no i mean it sounds like a difficult procedure to do on yourself oh oh yeah it would be hard yeah, yeah. yeah. it would yeah. be because yeah. you how because you you'd have to be pretty flexible have to, like, a to be able to see and like yeah yeah but it's all based relative on the, their own vagina right like, yeah, yeah yeah i mean you're it's how far their own vagina the, would prolapse yeah. on itself the degree of prolapse is relative to yourself right it's not relative so, to a standard I yeah see. so yeah. But I would say, like, just based on, like, my one month in Eurogun, I would say, like, an average would be, like, seven centimeters. Yeah, that probably sounds right. Does that sound right? right? Like, seven to nine, I'd say, would be average. But that's unaroused. Because the kind of, like, standard is, the first mark is, like, three centimeters from the most, like, the back part of the vagina, right? And then... So, so the bladder is is three centimeters from the anterior part of the vagina. So that's why we measure the three centimeters to see if you have cystocele, because that's where the bladder neck is. Right. Yeah. It's, it's more it's, complicated this than is I like, imagined. It's just complicated because we're trying to talk about it without pictures. When you have pictures, it's actually it makes more a sense. Lot actually, more, yeah. It's just like a rectangle, basically. Yeah. Essentially. So but like two rectangles on top of each other, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that didn't help at all. Just trust us, Dave. Now I'm picturing two rectangles. This is rectangles. why. <laughs> there's no, there's no rectangle down there that I can imagine. But next question: <coughs> Describe the uterus? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Perhaps amazing. based on description, function, and anything else? Question mark? Go look at our, uh, our website. Yeah, our logo. It, our logo. Very <laughs> anatomically accurate. They're actually pretty anatomical. I mean, they're. I mean, they got all the parts. Uh, I don't think we need to answer this question, but I just thought it was funny that someone's like, please describe. I mean, Uh, uh, so what puzzles me about a question like this is go. Why not go to Google, Google Wikipedia even and ask for a picture of a uterus? There will be tons. It's it's not like a mysterious organ. No, no. Yeah. We know quite a bit about it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, Which kind of. Uh played into the next question which is what is a divided uterus question mark oh i just looked this up i just yeah isn't it why was i looking at this the other day i think i must have read a news story about someone with a bi bicornate Mm -hmm. uterus and was like what the hell's that yeah so um this is actually an interesting question and an interesting phenomenon of female reproductive tract development so in the reproductive development of a female basically two ducks come together two like tubes come together it's two ducks quack, yeah. quack. Quack, quack. Duck. all right duck. yeah ducks with a t come together to form the uterus and the cervix and cervix in the upper third of the vagina mm. so and they're called the mullerian ducks mm. ducks okay not the ducks mallard ducks. mallard ducks um yeah and so sometimes they don't fuse together properly come together properly for whatever reason Mm. um also this type of anomaly it's called the mullerian anomaly this anomaly is also associated with um like kidney deformities either like unilateral renal agenesis so like failure of one Mm. kidney to form Mm. but anyway 
Because those all come from the same tissue. Yeah, they come embryologically. Right. Yeah. So things that can occur in a failure of the Mullerian duct to form or a failure of this process is you could get a septate <sighs> uterus, which is basically just a strip of uterus in the middle of a nor- a, like a normally shaped uterus. Yeah. And from the outside, it looks normal. From the outside, it looks normal. There's just like more... It's malformed on the inside. Yeah. 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 So right down the middle. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can get a bicornate uterus, which is actually looks like two tubes. So it starts out normally and then it becomes two tubes yeah. on the outside. Yeah. Um, and well, wait, it looks like a heart. Like when you look at it. From yeah. Outside, you, like yeah. Like that a would be a dip. better way yeah. to yeah, describe yeah, yeah. it probably. Yeah. yeah. And you could get you could have a pregnancy in either one of the tubes. Yeah. Um, it could affect pregnancy. Well, I mean, you maybe the baby won't have as much room to grow yes. i mean yeah it could affect pregnancy in different ways well so a bicornate uterus there's still like one cavity there's just like the septum is more a didelphus is where there's two no so yeah is you still have the about? cavity it starts out normally but you do have two like out pouchings two yeah, yeah, yeah eventually yeah, yeah. yeah. but you're not talking uh, sorry yeah i got gotcha. you a didelphus yeah. is basically the tubes didn't come together at all at all yeah and so you have like almost two different like tube like uteruses yeah so it's like two uteruses attached to one vagina yeah yeah and oftentimes you'll have like two cervixes yeah so which and that is, is still i mean you can still get pregnant you can still get pregnant it's in one of the dangerous though in one of the uteruses that you have uh, I think there's a Grey's Anatomy about this, and a woman got pregnant. Probably. At, you know, at two different times, basically, which oh, isn't really yeah. possible because once you become pregnant, you'd stop ovulating, so. Yeah, unless you had two ovulations. Like, if you have two eggs released. That wouldn't really make sense, though, right? Sounds very... That's possible. Twin. There's twins that are like that. It's called... um. I mean, like, uh, at called? different gestation Oh, no, ages. yeah, no, they can't be different. different yeah. Days. I mean, they can by, like, a few days, but no, not by months. <laughs> Correct. Which I think is what this person was. Yeah, that would like, suck. On Grey's Anatomy. Basically not possible. Yeah, and I mean, it would be really hard to have enough room in there. Oh, yeah. Know, like, anyway. It's like having twins plus having, like, a bunch of other tissue that's already there. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of interesting, though, because they, I mean, really, people could be walking around with these and not oh, even yeah. know it. That's also, right. I mean, it'd be, they can be pretty hard to see, too, if yeah. you're even just doing a physical exam, like for a doctor, if you don't Oh yeah. know, well, you know, because you just basically feel for one cervix and then mm-hmm. your specula might cover up something else. Right. And yeah. So ultrasound really is the best way mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. see. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like a lot of people. So like even the septum. Um, like the most minor one that we talked about that can like cause fertility issues so like that's like one of the first things we do is get a transvaginal ultrasound to take a look and see because yeah if you have a septum like that can cause issues and make yeah. it harder to get pregnant and, like, implantation mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. so yeah that's a very interesting question actually yeah and then there's other things too where like part of them like it won't they'll like fuse but then they won't like fuse all the way with a vagina so then you can like have like a shortened vagina basically and like it doesn't like connect to the uterus there's like all different all kinds of different things that can happen i have two more questions so first question the title pregnant question mark question mark question mark <laughs> it's a question that corbin can that relate I to can relate to uh one time in my life uh how early can you tell if you're pregnant question mark 
Um, so some people can claim that they can feel it quite. Early. Some people claim that. Yes. Yeah. I have a friend who says that she had implantation pain. Yeah. Some people just know. Well, and you know, breast tenderness yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but here's some early signs of pregnancy. Amenorrhea. So not getting a period. Probably the one people realize. People yeah. Recognize right. more also. I would say that's readily. like the earliest that you yeah. can usually tell is two weeks after ovulation. Yeah. And is, that's, I mean, that's where the that's, pregnancy test now. Yeah. Um, we'll say. Because, I, yeah, just going on, I think yeah. we should talk about that for a second. Because, so people, you know, like, okay, so it's like your missed period is four weeks after your last period if you have a 28 day cycle. But so then that means that ovulation is two weeks before your missed period two weeks after your last period yeah right so like so you actually weren't pregnant for four weeks you're actually pregnant for only two weeks but the way that we do our dating when we say that a full-term pregnancy is 40 weeks it's actually 40 weeks from the last period but it's actually 38 weeks from the ovulation right and it takes like six days for that fertilized egg to implant right so and we can't measure anything like there is no test for for fertilization there's only test for implantation right because beta hcg the thing that we measure doesn't it only comes when there's something implanted in the uterus there are no hormonal changes upon fertilization right. correct right. yes yeah. because that that egg or that zygote i guess at that point could just pass through the uterus and not implant which is what most we go I mean, that happens. We can't really obviously say for sure how often that happens, but we speculate it happens quite often. Right. It's very common. Yeah. So technically, the earliest, if you had like the most sensitive test, the earliest you could detect would be three weeks after your last period. Right? Mm. Because like if it takes six days to implant. Takes six days to implant. So it's like one week before your missed period would be the earliest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's when beta HEG starts getting. But uh, that and it's still low. So it's like hard to detect right yeah anyway yeah and um so the blood test is quicker than Mm -hmm. the urine test um oh i was but it's just as uh sensitive right so like if one is positive then like if so people come in saying like they had a positive pregnancy test like urine at home and they like want to like see if the blood's gonna be uh positive the blood should be positive so then yeah that's what i'm saying is like the urine ones at home are like very good. Like they're yeah. they have like a very low rate of failure. Yeah. So um yeah, they're like ninety nine. They're or very something. high. Yeah. Um, but I would say the blood test is more sensitive though, because it, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll detect lower levels yeah. of beta HCG. But when people come in having had a positive urine, they're probably going. I mean, they're definitely, if they are pregnant, yeah, then yeah, they, they're gonna have a positive blood. As long as it's like it's a viable pregnancy and all that yeah 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 yeah. um other symptoms nausea vomiting breast enlargement and tenderness that's also a common one fatigue so yeah i mean the beta hgg is the most important thing because beta hgg doesn't start getting or i guess hgg i should say doesn't start getting excreted until we have implantation right what about morning sickness that would be nausea vomiting vomiting. oh (laughs) I'll take that out. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I think that's a good question though, because people talk about morning sickness all the time, and I think that yeah, most more common in the first trimester. Yeah, really, Usually. it's because of beta HCG too. Yeah, yeah. Well, something I think is interesting, like with the breast tenderness and like tiredness, is that's like a lot of people's like premenstrual sy- symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like kind of the same, you know? 
because yeah. i mean it is the same hormones that are like going up it's just like in pregnancy they go up way more yeah um but yeah it's kind of interesting because we talk about like i was just on this rotation we talk a lot about how women who come in who've had like 14 quote miscarriages but yeah. like two pregnancies and we're like were those all really pregnancies or did they just assume you know what i mean just yeah. assume like oh my period's a little late and then i had like some bleeding and then i had some bleeding yeah which and my breasts were tender it's like those are all premenstrual symptoms so yeah which there's also like this idea that any like missed period that's like abnormal for you is like a what's called a chemical pregnancy so like it could be like just like a little bit of like it could be like an implantation of like a something that like like something that was like non-viable extremely yeah. early and like some people like their period is not even late because of it but they may have like a little bit of like breast tenderness or like some weird spotting yeah. like additional and like so the idea is that like there's like way more miscarriages than we even know about because mm. there's so many of these chemical pregnancies right so yeah i mean chemical yeah. meaning that there was never a heartbeat but there was like beta hcg right yeah. i think that's like the technical mm-hmm. definition i believe human reproduction is like in terms of reproduction on the scale of like all of nature is kind of like inefficient yeah yeah it's, it's, it's only like a 20 percent chance or something that a woman will become pregnant having regular intercourse every month so and that's with no like contraception or anything right but um you know it's kind of interesting another interesting conversation is one of the midwives that um this week was saying how she thought that we should go back to the old days where you couldn't detect a pregnancy until like two months. Yeah. You know, because the urine tests have gotten progressively better and better, more sensitive, which I think is a good point because I mean, there are a lot of pregnancies that, you know, women have a lot of missed miscarriages. It's just part of nature. And so, but in the past, people didn't even know that they had them because, you know, they were, they were going to go away because of, that's just the way it is the odds but now people know when they before they even know if the pregnancy is viable or not and they've like invested it you know she was saying like the second you see that positive pregnancy test you're picking you're picturing your child in college yeah Mm -hmm. and so yeah it makes it a lot harder emotionally it seems like there's a lot of this in reproductive medicine too beyond just pregnancy tests like you know, as the tests for whatever get more and more sensitive, you end up thinking more about more and more about like like the what's the test for uh, Down syndrome? Uh, like a carrier type for like trisomy twenty one or like maternity twenty one. Yeah, or, one, yeah, one of these yeah. tests. And neosynthesis. There's a, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot. It's lower. So, Quad screening. Yeah. Uh, Integrated. There's screening. a lot of them, they're, and they're, they're becoming earlier and earlier to right. detect and like better and better. But there's also a. a an issue of discrimination in these tests where, um, you know, you can get a positive result for say down syndrome or, Mm -hmm. or, or, um, spina bifida Mm -hmm. or whatever. In fact, I think the spina bifida and the down syndrome tests that I'm thinking of are linked in some way. Yeah. You're thinking of the quad screen. You're thinking of the quad screen. And, uh, I just remember we got a false, we got, we got a positive, Mm -hmm. um, Christine, uh, has a family history of spina bifida Mm -hmm. and so you know it's kind of you know we freaked out a little bit um of course it you know turned out to be not a thing Mm -hmm. for us fortunately but um you know so as tests get more sensitive 
they may have a problem with discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. yeah More yeah. sensitive and less, less specific. specific. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, which is why, yeah, which is why those are the screening tests. And then we do. So screening tests are like to say, like, if you like fall into like a higher risk category right. and then we'll do like a, a test, like a diagnostic test. Right. So that, yeah, that would be like, it, yeah. like an amniocentesis, like actually looks at the actual genes yeah. instead of like these markers that are in the mom's blood. Yeah. Um, which the actual genes tell us yes or no mm-hmm. down syndrome. It doesn't tell you the severity, but it tells right. you. Yeah. I'm not saying these tests are bad or anything. I'm no. just, I'm just yeah. saying that it, it, it makes one more anxious, yes. not necessarily oh, yeah. for, for sure. I mean, and that's the role of good counseling yeah. when they get mm-hmm. these tests. And also that's something that the test maker or the screening test, you know, they have to consider that when they're mm-hmm. putting these yeah. tests up for like availability to be used. Well, and that's like in our last episode, like we talked about breast cancer. So that's like a big issue with mammography screening right now too is that there's like a lot of false positives so Mm. a lot of like repeat testing a lot of biopsies that are unnecessary because they end up being nothing yeah but um it does like increase the cost it's like uh anxiety costs extra medical costs like just kind of all this stuff yeah that you don't want to worry about anyway this is what came up when i searched pregnant because i was just searching yeah yeah can i also before Um, you say this because i think we should end on this but um (laughs) just like the use of like multiple question marks and explanation points in in, in yahoo answers (laughs) just cracks me up (laughs) yeah just like just so you i convey the urgency of my question (laughs) you must answer pregnant (laughs) question mark question mark exclamation point we know (laughs) (laughs) all right we're ready um is my hamster pregnant (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) 10 signs my hamster is pregnant 10 signs they wanted to know 10 signs oh wow that's a lot that's a lot of signs i don't know i can't even tell you 10 signs that a human's pregnant (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know maybe just take it to a vet if you think your hamster is pregnant, I wonder if they're hamster pregnancy tests. Yeah, get them to pee on a little strip or yeah. to pee on That's a little strip. That's an adorable idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like hamsters are always pregnant. So if they've been with a hamster of the opposite sex, if they're not, well, I've, I suppose very few hamsters have been fixed. They prego. Yeah, it's probably hard. Um, I'll just sh- share my. Uh, fun fact about hamsters and mice and rats and it's full circle they have bicornate uteruses oh. they have didelphies actually really? yeah they have like two horns of their uteri on the oh. yeah on each why side does which it is, work so well for well it's and... so that they can carry more pups i see like that's why they have so many babies pups. yeah maybe a bicornate uterus is just an evolutionary throwback and not yeah it seems like it might be yeah uh huh well also, we learned so much. I looked this up while um, they were talking. Uh, it is the posterior fornix of the mm-hmm. vagina. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Fornix. The posterior fourchette is at the anterior portion of the vagina. Anyway. Yeah, so there you go. That's it. Well, that was fun, guys. I liked that. Yeah, that thank you for, for bringing that. That was fun. Um, and for surprising us. Yeah. So find us on Twitter at, at the Vagabonds. And at, on Instagram at, at the Vagabonds Pod and on Facebook at the Vagabonds Podcast. We have a group and a page, so you can like us on either of those. Rate us and review us on Facebook. No. iTunes. And yeah, Facebook. I mean, whatever. You rate one. us wherever you want. iTunes helps more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we need to power up those charts. Yeah, man. Uh, what else? Nope, that's it. That's it. 
yeah. Oh, well, you can email day. us. We, we want some emails. At the Vagabonds Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Thanks for uh, listening. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.